Well, today, as we look at what is easily the most famous story in the very famous book of 1 Samuel, and indeed what must be one of the most famous stories in all the Bible, if not one of the most famous stories in all of literature, uh, we're going to rejoice and indeed worship God as we remember that we can actually give glory to God simply by standing behind his champion, our King the Lord Jesus. And that's a wonderful thing to, to revel in, especially you know, with everything that's going on at the moment in the week that we've just had. It's, it's really wonderful and really encouraging. And I pray that it'll be a great blessing to you this day. Well, as we read in uh, chapter 16 and then chapter 17 of 1 Samuel, uh, Israel was in need of a champion to save them from their enemies. And once again, uh, war had broken out between Israel and their powerful enemies, the Philistines. And once again, uh, the king of Israel, King Saul, uh, had summoned his people and his armies, and he'd led them to march out against the Philistines. And they met in the territory of Judah uh, around the Valley of Elah. And the Valley of Elah was uh, in between two mountain ranges, And so the two armies, uh, the Philistines on one side, arrayed up on one hill on the side of the valley. And then across on the other side, the Israelites uh, formed ranks on uh, on their side and the two armies faced each other off. And they both let rip uh, war cries to kind of rally their friends and impose terror on their enemies. And then, yeah, there was the two armies facing each other off. But as King Saul looked out uh, upon the valley through the ranks of his soldiers, he saw two figures coming out from the Philistine uh, camp and walking across the valley. Uh, The first one carried a massive shield of bronze, which glinted in the morning sun. It It was a ginormous shield, almost as big as the man himself. But behind him... It walked a giant. Uh, the man was twice as tall as the guy carrying uh, the shield, and he was, he was just simply enormous. And Saul turned to one of his aides and said, How big is that man? And his aide said, At least three meters. He's, he's ginormous. And the man, of course, was Goliath. Uh, the champion of the Philistines, their their greatest warrior. And he was covered in magnificent armor, massive, glorious, uh, decked out for battle. And, you know, just his spear was so big that a normal man would have trouble carrying it. And this Goliath strolled confidently across the Valley of Elah uh, towards the Israelite troops. And he stopped uh, just in just in earshot of of the Israelite army. And he stood and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come up to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. There was a long silence. The Israelite soldiers shuffled uncomfortably and looked at their feet. King Saul 
bit his tongue and said nothing. And the Philistine said, Today I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man that we may fight together. Then there was another long silence, only broken by uh, the jeering and the laughter of the Philistines on the other side of the valley, uh, echoing throughout the hills. And when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were greatly afraid and dismayed. No one was strong enough to face this giant, this great champion of the Philistines. Uh, No one was able to face him, let alone defeat him. And this scene, this spectacle, went on for 40 days. Uh, Every day in the morning, the the armies would assemble on these two hills separated by the valley. And every morning, they would give their war cries. And then Goliath would stride forth confidently across the valley and uh, come up before the Israelites and mock them and defy them. And then he would go back to his ranks and the Philistines would laugh at the Israelites. And with no champion to fight for them, the Israelites were filled with utter dismay. A few months earlier, uh, nearby, also in the territory of Judah, uh, in the town of Bethlehem, uh, something amazing had happened. And that was that the prophet Samuel had turned up to Bethlehem one day and uh, met, sought out and met with the household of a man named Jesse. And he told them something very surprising, and that was that God had rejected King Saul, who was currently over Israel, and that he had actually chosen Jesse's youngest son, David, who spent most of his his days uh, just watching over his father's sheep, he'd selected David to be the next king of Israel. And then right there in front of his family, he anointed David with oil, anointed him as God's chosen king. Well, that was a few months ago. And since then, Saul had uh, declared war on the Philistines and, and mustered his troops, and Jesse had done his bit, and Jesse sent out Uh, his three oldest sons, to go with Saul uh, to the Valley of Elah and face the Philistines. Uh, But that had been almost 40 days ago, and now he was getting a bit worried about his sons. And so he got uh, David and called him in from the sheep fields and said, David, go over to Elah and and see how your sons are going. Uh, Sorry, my sons, your brothers, are going. See what's happening. And so the next day... uh, David got up early and and travelled about the half day's journey uh, to Elah, to the Valley of Elah. And he arrived just as the armies were forming up ranks once again. And the Philistines on one side gave their war cry, and then they were answered by the war cry of the Israelites, although not as enthusiastically as they had in the days prior, as they were getting more and more fearful and dismayed. And... As David, you know, were wandering through the lines and, you know, speaking to the men, saying, hey, have you, have you seen my brothers? Do you know where they're stationed? Once again, Goliath uh, strode forth uh, through the valley, confidently headed towards Israel. And once again, he defied Israel. He said, I defy you. Come out and fight me, if you dare, Israelites. And once again, the army was dismayed and David saw some of the men literally flinching with fear 
as they, they heard the booming voice of Goliath echoing throughout the valley. And then, after silence, once again Goliath strode back uh, to the Philistine side of the valley as the valley once again echoed with the laughter and the jeers of the Philistine troops. David looked around and he saw the anxiety on the faces of Israel's men. And, you know, he heard their muttering, you know, we don't stand a chance against this man. But David, however, was enraged. And he said to those near him, why are you so afraid? We belong to the true and living God. Who is this pagan Philistine that he dares defy the armies of the living God and thus insult God himself? And as the troops listened to young David, they remembered God. And hope, just a tiny amount of hope, rekindled in their hearts. Uh, when we face our own problems, we can be very quick uh, to forget that we belong to the true and living God. Uh, we might be a little bit like the armies of Israel, you know, looking on at our problems full of fear and dismay. And uh, yeah, well, let me confess to you that if I somehow had a, a transcript of you know, all my thoughts and maybe all the words that I spoke about my problems in the, the last few weeks, you know, COVID and uh, what's going to happen to the church with all the, the shutdowns and, you know, the, the stress of, you know, another week of toddler parenting during lockdown in the middle of winter. If you were to look at this transcript, well, I think you'd, you'd probably think that, you know, I barely believe that God is with me. You know, when, when we face problems, how, how slow are we to remember God? Uh, you know, it's like I forget that I have this, this all-powerful God who created everything and is, is sovereign over all things and, you know, he loves me and, and he's bound himself to me by, by covenant. What is worrying you most today, even right now, as you're, as you're watching uh, this sermon? Could it be that God is beckoning you to remember him, to remember that he's with you? Well, David's uh, words of faith that he'd spoken started to spread around the camp of the Israelites. And soon they were reported to King Saul. And, and Saul summoned this young boy, David, who was hanging around his troops, uh, to come and see him. And David came before the presence of the king and he bowed and he said, Your majesty, don't let anyone lose heart. I will fight this Goliath. And Saul looked at the boy, still in his shepherd's clothes, you know, and the, the earnestness on his face. And he, he, he admired the boy and he admired his courage. But he said, son, you can't go and fight this Philistine champion. Have you seen him? He's a giant. He's, he's an unstoppable warrior. He will tear you apart. And uh, Saul's counselors who were with him, you know, laughed, uh, not, not mean-spiritedly. 
Uh, you know, they, but they laughed nonetheless. I mean, they too were impressed with the boy's courage, but they knew he couldn't fight the giant like a life. But David looked at Saul in the eyes, and then he spoke to him with a gravity beyond his years. He said, my Lord, your servant cares for his father's sheep. And they're often attacked by lions and by bears. And when that has happened, I've defended my flock and I have killed lions and I've killed bears. David continued from verse 36. Your servant has killed both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, the Lord, who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, will save me from the hand of the Philistine. And when Saul saw this young boy with no fear of their enemies and with with complete trust in the power of God, with, with all of his heart, he was deeply moved. And he appointed David as Israel's champion to fight against their enemies on their behalf. Well, this past week in Melbourne, this past week around the world, (laughs) what a week it's been. Uh, There's been big spikes in in COVID cases, in, in Sydney in particular, but also here in Melbourne and Indeed, in Melbourne, we've now passed 200 days of lockdown, hard lockdown, uh, since this pandemic began. And uh, here in Mentone, there's, there's the really tragic news of uh, a local Year 10 student was, was uh, hit by a car and killed. Um, on his birthday, you know, in, in the prime of his youth, and, you know, his, his poor family and, and his friends and, and the school community, you know, they, they can't gather. The... the the most people that can go to his funeral will be, will be 10 people. And of course, there was that devastating earthquake in Haiti, you know, just, just years from that other de- devastating earthquake they had, and which they haven't even finished rebuilding from. And you know, then, of course, there's the, oh, the, the chaos in Afghanistan and those, those heartbreaking scenes of people desperately holding on to the cargo planes as they lift off from Kabul airport, you know, desperate to escape. I think a week like this uh, reminds us that some things are too powerful to face ourselves. But even these terrible things in this terrible week, they, they pale into comparison against the worst enemy that we face. And that is the, the, the great enemy, Satan, the devil. Satan, the one that that holds this world in bondage. And Satan, the one who has a hand in and and rejoices in all the chaos of the things of this week. And worst of all, Satan, the one who holds human beings in the power of death. Against such a terrible power, we're a bit like Israel's frightened armies. You know, cowering before Goliath, 
We, we need somebody to stand behind. We, we need a champion to fight for us, to, to save us. Satan is the, the great, terrible accuser of God's people. Uh, he, he stands before God's throne, uh, accusing you and I uh, to God. Uh, you know, accusing us that we're not good enough for God, that uh, we're not worthy of God, accusing that we belong to him, to Satan, not to God, and that we deserve death. And against such a power, you know, who can stand? You know, when, when Satan accuses you to God before the throne, you know, what's your move? What do you do? Well, God, in his kindness, has appointed a champion for his people. Uh, the greater son of King David, David's descendant, uh, God's anointed king, our Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus is a champion who has nothing to fear from Satan because he is without sin and so he can't be accused. And, and Jesus, our champion, he trusts God and God's power completely, 100% with his whole heart. And indeed, Jesus, our champion, has the power even to kill death. And so, you know, when Satan is there accusing you, what's your move? Well, glorify God by standing behind his anointed champion, our Lord Jesus Christ. And then watch the show, resting in the power of Jesus. Well, the next day, Saul took David to his tent and he gave him his own armor and his own weapons. He said, son, these are the best weapons and the best armor in all Israel. They're even better than the, the weapons that this giant Goliath has. And uh, David tried to put them on, and, but they were too heavy and, and too big and they didn't fit. And so David uh, took them off and handed them back. He said, I, I can't use these. I'm, I'm, I'm not used to them, your majesty. And indeed, they're not what is going to win the day, this day, against this Goliath. And so instead, uh, David picked up his shepherd's staff and he went outside the camp to a nearby stream. And from the water, he picked up three uh, river, or rather five uh, river pebbles and put them in his bag. And he went back uh, to the ranks of the army. And once again, the armies let off their war cries. And once again, Goliath came forth uh, casting a massive shadow across the valley in the morning sun. And once again, Goliath uh, yelled at the armies of Israel, I defy you, send a man to come and challenge me. Once again, there was laughter from the other side of the valley from the Philistines. But this time, David stepped forward, uh, pushing his way through the ranks of the Israelites and going out to meet Goliath. And when Goliath saw the boy, he was enraged. When he saw him carrying nothing but a shepherd's staff, he said, what is this? Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And Goliath cursed David in the name of his false pagan gods. And he said, come here, boy, and I'll show you what's what, and I will feed your flesh to the birds of the air and rip you apart. But David looked at the Philistine and he said, 
verse 45. You come to me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This very day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead body of the Philistine army this very day to the birds of the air and to the wild animals of the earth, so that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that God does not save by sword or spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. And then it happened very quickly. Uh, David ran towards the giant and uh, got a stone from out of his bag and put it in his sling and whirled it around his head and let it fly. And it went forth and it hit Goliath right in the middle of, the, of his forehead and sunk into his head. The giant crashed to the ground. And David advanced and took his sword and, and struggling with its great uh, weight, unsheathed it and then cut off the giant's head. And when the Philistines saw that their champion had been defeated, they turned and they fled. And when the Israelites saw that God had given them victory and defeated their terrible enemy, they gave a great cheer and then they rallied and they charged and they won the day. God saved his people simply by their standing behind his anointed champion, King David. And how much more can God save his people when we stand behind David's greater son, our King Jesus? And when we rely on God's help, when we depend upon him, when we stand behind him, as it were, we actually give glory to God. Uh, Why did God uh, save Israel that day through King David? his champion? Well, he did it so that everyone would know that there was a God in Israel. In other words, he did it to display his glory, uh, to show his power, his magnificence, his might, his his ability to save, how, how great he is, how much he loves his people. And our champion, King Jesus, is also able to help us, uh, to shelter us when we stand behind him. And, and as we do that, we as we depend on Jesus, as we stand behind him, we, we actually give glory to God. Uh, you know, with our, with our little everyday problems, with, you know, the stress of the COVID lockdown, um, think about how am I going to get through this next week? You know, well, when you depend on Jesus, stand behind him, and then, you know, he strengthens you, he comes through from you, he, he helps you, you're relying on his help, you know, whether it's for the next week or... I don't know, for some of us, maybe even if it's for the next five minutes, well, God's glory, his ability to save, his power, his character are on display. He's glorified by you relying on his help. Even more so with our big problems, whether they're, they're problems in our marriages or problems with our health or you know, financial problems or whatever it is. When you stand behind Jesus, when you, when you trust in his help, when you depend upon him, and he comes through for you. He's glorified. We, we see his power on display. For our brothers and sister Christians in Afghanistan who face Goliath-sized problems, when they depend on Jesus, 
because they have nothing else. And when he will help them, both today, tomorrow, and eternally, Jesus, God, is glorified. And ultimately, when we face our, our most terrible opponent, Satan himself, who accuses us before God and holds humanity in the bondage of death, when we shelter behind our champion, stand behind him, the Lord Jesus Christ, and he defeats death on our behalf and rescues us, displays his great power, he's glorified. This last week has been hard, and I don't know what the next week will bring, but I do know that you can glorify God by standing behind his champion, our King Jesus. May the King Jesus bless you and guide you and keep you this week. Amen. Amen.